0: good morning good morning impact city i'm so excited to welcome you today i'm going to invite you to take your seats as we jump in i want to begin by saying we are so excited for the freedom uh, conference that we were just able to have Uh, are you happy about that for those of us that were in attendance let's celebrate freedom amen let's celebrate freedom it was an extraordinary conference um, where lives were healed and changed and transformed, and we give God the glory for that. Amen. We give Him the glory. If you missed it, don't you worry. You will have an opportunity to be at our next Freedom Conference. We're looking at the very least to have them annually, perhaps biannually, um, and we will communicate that information um, as, we, as we move forward. But I am excited for today because we're, we're going to begin a two-sermon series that is uh, entitled life to the full based off of what jesus said i've come to give you life and to give it and to give you life to the full not just any any type of life but an abundant life amen it, it, there's a difference between breathing and living we're, we're not just breathing we're, we're living in jesus name so i'm excited to share with you Um, this two-part series that will be known as our growth track moving uh, forward. So from here on out, this will be our growth track. So this Sunday and next Sunday, I invite you to come next Sunday at the end of service. Um, We're going to have something special for you. We're going to have A dream team party and I'll explain what that is going to be but we're gonna we will take care of the food you just have to come and just check it out that's all I ask that you just give us a few minutes of your time we will end service accordingly we're planning everything to make sure that we are not keeping you here any longer than that so As we jump into this, we're going to be able to look over this Sunday, through this Sunday and the next, we're going to be able to find uh, out some things that are just glaring from the Word of God that help us discover our purpose because there's so many people in life that go through life thinking, what in the world am I here for? Amen. You are more, you were created to be more than just a father, a mother, uh, a a spouse you were created to fulfill the purpose that God has called you for and you each one of you has a unique skill a uh, set of talents and skills and abilities and you are gifted like no other there is nobody like you there is no God created you unique And the DNA that is inside of you is not replicated in anyone else. So what you can do, it contributes. And when we come together, we are a body. So it is not just about a select uh, uh, group of people serving in the church, but it is about all of us collectively being involved, using our skills, finding our purpose in God. And, And that's what I'm so excited to share with you this morning. Amen. So... growth tracks will begin for your family for your friends that are not here and and when you hear this and they begin to ask you questions you can tell them come the first sunday of february it's going to be one sunday a month it's gonna we're gonna kick it off in february being that we're starting right now into december February, um, the first Sunday we will start growth track officially. So Psalms 16 verse 11, I'm reading out of the new living translation. You'll have everything uh, you'll have the main point, should I say, not everything in the version app. So I'm going to invite you to, to go there if you have that. Psalm 16:11 says this, "You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. So this is what I would identify. This is uh, Vision Sunday, broken down into two Sundays here at Impact City Church. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So I want you to know where I feel God is leading us and the purpose, and to be able to unpack that and be able to look at that collectively. So for the next two Sundays, that's what we're going to be looking at. I'm going to provide you on some insight on what I believe what God wants to do in each of us personally, and then collectively together as a church, and be able to explain how we're going to get there. Instead of just saying, this is where we're headed, let's talk about, amen, how we're going to get there. So as we begin today, I want to paint that picture of what I believe God wants to do in each of our lives, each of our lives. In Psalms 92 uh, verse 13, it says, For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They They flourish, they prosper, they succeed in the courts of our God. Another version says, For they are planted in God's house, they can flourish there. I don't know about you, but I know that that is my desire for you, that you flourish, that you succeed, that you find purpose. So honestly, that's my biggest hope and that's my biggest dream for you. It's not just coming to church on Sunday. It's not just about joining Impact City Church, but my greatest hope is that you flourish that you find purpose, that you find that sense of belonging, that what you do unequivocally is contributing to the work of the Lord here on earth. That everything that God intended for you, that everything that he predestined for you happens in your life. So I'm gonna tell you a story to be able to segue into that. I don't know if you know this or not, But there is a part in America that is known as one of the hottest regions, and it's called Death Valley. It's called Death Valley. For those of you that watch WWF, that's where The Undertaker was from. It's the hottest and the dirtiest, uh, the hottest and the driest place in America. Absolutely nothing grows there. Nothing grows there because it doesn't rain in Death Valley. It's just a desolate place. So that's how it got its name. But in the winter of 2004, a phenomenon happened. And to this day, they still really don't understand how this occurred. Meteorologists have tried to study this and tried to research what took place there. But it rained quite a bit in Death Valley that year. In fact, in the winter of 2004, seven inches of rain fell over a very short period of time. Now, nothing happened immediately. There wasn't anything that, that you could see some immediate results. But by the spring of 2005, there was a phenomenon that was called the Superbloom. In fact, you can Google it and you can see pictures of what this looked like. The whole floor of Death Valley was carpeted, was covered in flowers. And what it proved was that Death Valley actually was not dead. Death Valley was just dormant. That right beneath the surface of it all, right beneath all the cracks and the, the dry soil, there were some weeds there waiting for a resurrection. And all they needed were the right conditions in order for the grow, the growth to begin. All that was needed on that day was the right conditions. So I like to think of church membership and really what is going to happen in your life and in my life today potentially as something very similar to that. Maybe you've never been involved in church. Maybe you've never found your purpose in serving. That perhaps your life maybe today is not what you would hope that it would have been by now. Or maybe that it's not what it should be. And maybe you're even dissatisfied with how your life has been going. Perhaps your life is going great and you're just looking for a home church. Wherever you find yourself, I wanna appeal to you. What I do know is this, that right beneath the surface of your life are seeds of potential, amen? Right beneath the soil, right beneath the surface of your life, there are seeds Of potential and if you get into the right environment and if everything just starts running on all cylinders your life is going to flourish like never before and I want to help you get there the question though is how can our lives bloom and how can our lives flourish how do we make that progress to get from point A to point B so I want to share another verse with you out of Psalms uh, the book of Psalms um, that says that God will show us the path of life. God will show us, he will do it. So in order for my life to flourish, in order for my life to bloom, in order for my life to be what God has called me to be, there is a pathway to get there. And I am so grateful that in this particular scripture, there's a semicolon. And the semicolon lets us know that what was once that was stated first, the, the second part of what's going to be stated is equally as important. Because it says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. In other words, when I find this path of life, Semicolons are going to happen. Something greater is about to happen. Something great is about to happen. And everything after that phrase is going to happen. That I'm going to find joy. That I am going to be fulfilled. And it goes on to say that at your right hand there are pleasures. That there are pleasures forevermore. So here is the point. If you knew, if we can get to where that path is for our life, if we can find that path and, and we can find that there is pleasure and that there is joy in his presence, that there is nothing like God. Like serving God and serving His people. If we can understand that and wrap our minds around that, our lives will be fulfilled and they will change. They will change in a way that we have never seen that before. So I'm not talking that everything in your life is going to be perfect. I'm just saying that it feels like your life has purpose and that you are progressing and that you are moving forward. And I really believe that God has a path of life for us today. In fact, I've done quite a bit of study over this, and throughout the Bible, uh, literally when we look at from cover to cover, God has always pretty much wanted four things for us, and that's what we're going to look at today. So let me say it this way, there is a spiritual journey for you there is a spiritual journey for you there is a path of life there is a path of life a very specific one that is designed for you and i think of of the things that that i love to share with you with the thing one of the things that i like to share with members of our church and potential new members of our church is to understand what that pathway is what does that look like What does that look like and really invite you into it. And let's look at this together. I want to show you what the pathway looks like here at Impact City Church. And there's a lot of places in the Bible where we can see paths, where we can see purpose, where we can see the description of what this looks like. But I want to give you... One of the ones that I personally like, and it comes from a form of a prayer from the Apostle Paul when he is writing to the church in Ephesus, the, the, the what we know as the book of Ephesians. He prayed for this church. He started this church. He He began to invest in it. So now we see this church and um, we have a little letter or perhaps a book of the Bible, however you refer to it, that's called the book of Ephesians, Ephesians. and in chapter 1 he begins by saying this, he says, let me tell you church how I'm praying for you, let me tell you how I'm praying for you, and I want to stop right there and tell you that that is how I'm praying for you as well, that you are, that we are praying and believing for your best season, in life. That that is my greatest hope for you. That is my prayer for you. So let's look at what Paul says. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So in other words, that's just a fancy way of the Bible saying, I wish you could really see this wisdom to understand revelation insightful I want you to really capture this I really want you to see how important this is and then he says so that and then he mentions four things he says I'm praying that you would have some clarity that you could be seen clearly. And I'm trying to give you that clarity today so that you could see it for yourself. So that your life could take some steps, some tangible steps to be able to get there so that you could go on this spiritual journey so that you could have this path of life. And he gives the four things. And the first one he says, so that you may know him so that you may know him. Can I tell you that there's nothing greater in life than knowing Jesus. There is nothing more fulfilled, there is nothing more that we need in this life than to know Jesus. It doesn't matter what else I know. What counts is do I know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? I, I love what the Apostle Paul said at the end of his life. He said, oh, that I may know him. It blows my mind because he's written half of the New Testament. He is He is a theologian he has studied he is a spiritual man he's planted churches and he looks at all his accomplishments and he says oh that I may know him there is nothing greater in life than knowing Jesus that I may know him or maybe you do know him but don't you want to know him better he says that you should know God. And the word know doesn't surprise you because it's a word that we use commonly in our culture today. But for the church in Ephesus, it was a word that caught them off guard. It was a word that surprised them because they were not used to this word because the word know in the original text was the word gnosko. And it was a word of knowing in an intimate form. It was, it was out, of, out of line in their culture to be able to use this word, because it says not to know God here in our minds, but to know God here in our hearts. In fact, the word gnosko is the same word that that is used to describe the intimacy between a husband and a wife that produces children. In other words, it's an intimate, relational word. And Paul says, look, you don't understand this, that God is not a religion, amen, that God is not a set of rules. Christianity is not a religion, that you can actually be in a real, tangible, dynamic, intimate, and personal relationship with him, that you, can, that you can know his heart, that you can have his mind in you, that you can know him. And that is my greatest hope for you, that right off the bat, that before we do anything else, that we would know him, that we would devote time to be with him, that we would dedicate time to be a prayer prayerful church, that we would pray first and then react and then act, that we would always be at the feet of Jesus that we would pray, that we would know him. And then he says this, I pray that once you know God, I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Not the eyes that are on your face. Notice he says, the eyes that are on your heart be enlightened. When I first read this, I thought, what eyes on the heart? Just like you're probably thinking today, why, why is that so important that even though our eyes are here, that he is talking that you would be enlightened with the eyes of your heart? Because this is how we process things. Above all else, what, is, what does Solomon say? Guard your heart because everything in life depends on it. We're looking at things through the events that have happened to us. We look at things through occurrences and through what we have been through. So we're looking at everything, let me say it this way, through the filter of our heart. Looking through our pain, looking through our past, looking through our problems, looking through our challenges, and for some of us in this place, it could even be the people in our lives that have gotten into our heart that we are making decisions based off of that. We've experienced some things, and everything that we see, we are looking through the filter of those things. It could be a negative experience in church. And Paul says, here is the second step in your spiritual journey that once you understand what it looks like to have a real dynamic, intimate, and personal relationship with God, that now you can go on the journey of getting your heart clear, amen? Now you can go on the journey of getting your heart clear. In fact, one translation says this, that your heart is focused and that your heart be clear. That the eyes of your heart become enlightened. And that's my hope for you, that whatever the past, the problems, the pain, and the people that perhaps have polluted your heart and make life difficult for you, that you go on a journey. And that's why we just had Freedom Conference, amen. And that's why we'll continue to have Freedom Conference, because we got to get to a place where we can get past the pain, the hurt, the loss, the difficulties, the challenges, and get to a place where God has us. Because we've all been through some stuff. But can I tell you that the stuff that we've been through does not identify who we are. It's not my identity. I went through that. But I'm a child of God. I am a son and a daughter of the living king. That is who I am. I am blessed and I am highly favored. I am clothed with grace and with his mercy. I am uh, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days. That's who I am. I am more than a conqueror. I am an over. And I am, I, I have the mind of Christ. That, that is who you are. That, not what you've been. That is who you are. So once you know God, then you can get your heart issues worked out. Because you know that you can go to him. And he says this. He allows you, in fact, in order that in order that he is using these particular words. So in other words, you cannot even get to the third step. So know God, and then let's get our heart issues right. So the way we put it here is we find freedom in order that. So we can't go to the third step until we get our heart right. So if you will know God and if you have this real relationship with him, a natural occurrence is you can get healed in your heart. And I don't know about you, but there are some of us today that need that healing to occur. In other words, you can see the potential of your future if you can know God and have your heart enlightened. If you're still dealing with the pain of your past, you will never realize the great potential that is inside of you and how God wants to use you. The plan that he has strategically for your life and the number one question that occurs in college students. If you look at that, the number one question that college students ask when you hit this unique age is what is God's will for my life? Where many struggle to find themselves because they have not found him. I have some say I have no idea what what really I'm here for and he says that once you have a relationship with God that allows your heart to get healed and once all that is clear then we're ready to move on this allows you to say I can see my future I can see what God wants for me I can see what he's called me for and we can progress and move forward and now you have the next step in the journey is that you have this glorious inheritance this glorious inheritance that is described here. The question that you would ask, what is our inheritance? The Bible says in fact, your inheritance you can't even uh, have by yourself. The glorious inheritance happens with the rest, watch this, of God's holy people. What is that inheritance? That collectively we as Christians make a difference, amen, and touch other people's lives. That we as Christians would make a difference and touch other people's lives. That's the real reason why church exists. That's the real reason why we come here together. It's not just so we can have a place to go on Sunday, but it is to connect with other believers, amen. It is to be able to have relationships. It's, It's able to have community. It's not we don't come just to have a sing a few songs, hear a sermon, make us feel good, and then leave and go on our way. No, it is about connecting. It is about having a circle. It is about saying, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me pray? And that, that you could say, I've been there and, and God helped me, and I'm going to pray that the same God that helped me will help you also. It is about having. Rela- I can't. We and I were not created to do life on our own. I can't live on an island, and you can't live on an island. It starts there, but it ends with the inheritance people. Psalms chapter 2 says this, ask of me, God says, ask of me and I will give you people, the nations, as your inheritance. Our real purpose on this earth is to touch other people's lives and do whatever we can to help the hurting people around the world. But we start here in our community. We start here in our region. We start making a difference right here with the people that I come in contact with at work, with the people that I go to school with, with the people that I run into at the grocery store. Hey, God has give, God has called me. He's, he changed my life, and I believe that God can change your life also. I'm here to make a difference. You're here, amen, to make a difference. That's the ultimate purpose. If you don't know what your unique and individual purpose is, you got to come back next week, and you can't know that if you can't know any of that if you're not dealing with with the hurt that's on the inside. And the first step is, I'll, let's, I'm just recapping, you have to have that relationship with him then you're able to move on to find the freedom. It's a spiritual journey. It is the path of life for you and I. And this is why Impact City Church exists. We're gonna know God. We're gonna have our hearts enlightened or we're gonna find freedom we're able then to discover our purpose and see what is, what is it that God has for us and then we're going to make a difference. That's why Impact City Church exists and we want to help you take these spiritual steps because it may seem very abstract and very vague to you. So let's look, continue looking at it, this. We're going to go on this spiritual journey together. So what I really want to tell you is how we do that. Step one is people want to know God. They are really not interested in a building. They're not really interested in joining a church. Many of them perhaps don't want to be part of any congregation. What they really want to know is if God exists, how can I get to know him? How can I get to know him? And that's the first step that we that we are going to go on. In fact, we would love for you to understand that the relationship can be very real. It can be very vibrant. But chances are that you have already made the decision in this place to follow Jesus and and what it means to have a real relationship. You've heard that, but if you don't, uh, if you don't, then let's take that first step in this this spiritual journey. And it it, it will be our delight here at Impact City Church to. Lead lead you to the Lord in that kind of way, but you ask how can I communicate that? How am I able to communicate that? Or how do we give this first step? to people around us. How can I help people know God? I'm glad you asked. Primarily, we do that through inviting people to our weekend services where God's presence is the primary focus of our services. That I my words can't change anybody, but God's power can change. We do it through our weekend services. So in other words, we've designed our weekend services for such a way that that Christians that can come that, that have been in church for some time, but also people that have never been in church can come and experience Jesus and know that he is alive. We make our services to that extent. We strive for excellence to make our services a meaningful and relevant experience. But we decided long ago that, that it is so much more than that. We, we do need incredible services. We need to know that. So if you become a member of our church, you need to understand that that is one of our major focuses. Coming to church on Sunday and first Wednesdays is so important. In fact, we think that it's the most important step in your spiritual journey because you can't achieve the others if you don't start somewhere. Amen. You got to start somewhere. That's why we also invite you to be part of that process. And that's why we invite people to church and to keep coming. We're we're going to invite you from time to time. We're going to invite you to to have some unchurched people come and sit next to you. Invite someone that has never been to church. Someone who is so far from God sitting next to you at church. Because the first step is the most important step. We have to know him. The second step we use to describe is the healing of our hearts. We are going to find freedom. So when we know God, we find freedom. It's possible because of him. And the truth is that all of us want freedom from something. Amen? I mean, isn't there something in our lives that we still just need to give to God, myself included? That And we always say that, if, man, if I didn't struggle with this, I would be so much better. And we say, if this wasn't in my life, I could really unleash my potential. My life would be a whole lot better so This is a continual issue of us having to deal with the issues of the heart that always can resurface. And you ask, how do we do that? How can my heart heal? Well, we have small groups. Small groups are a vital part of our church. In fact, James 5.16 says this, confess your sins to each other. Confess your sins to each other. That kind of seems contradictory to what you've heard as far as confessing, uh, because you have to confess your sins to God for forgiveness. I don't have the power to forgive, and none of us in this room have the power to forgive, but he does. I confess my sins to him to find forgiveness, but the Bible says in James 5 and 16 that I confess my sins to each other that I may be healed, that I could find healing. So the other way... Uh, just a simple way of doing this is you go to God for forgiveness, but you go to God's people for healing. You go to God for forgiveness, but you go to God's people for healing. We all know Then really, in order to get over a hang-up or a problem, an addiction, a hurt, or a wound, one of the best ways to be freed from that is to share that with a person. And for that person to agree with you in prayer. And to know that somebody is praying for me to help me come out of this. Small groups are not just a mini church service. No, they aren't classes where we just study the Bible. We do those things. But the real purpose of our groups is that you would know someone else. Amen? That you would know someone else, that someone could be on your side. Can I, Someone that you can go to and tell, can I tell you what's really behind the mask? Can I tell you what's really bothering me? Can I, can I tell you what really happened to me when I was a child or, or when I was a teenager? And, and find healing together. And the Bible says that when we pray for each other, the Bible says we will be healed. And that's why we have groups here. And, and if you're not part of a group, I'm going to encourage you Our semester's about to end for this, um, for the fall, but we're gonna start off in in January, and I pray that you would be in prayer about joining a group and finding community and having somebody to say, you know what? Me and my husband, or me and my wife, we're really struggling in this, and we need you to pray for us. I, I need you to be on my side. Find a group, amen? Can I get a good amen right there? Why we plan for and want such a big church, and why we are so friendly. I want to talk to to you about that. And why we're so friendly and want to help those on the outside to understand. Because our first purpose is knowing God, and this primarily happens through our weekend services. And we actually say that the church has to be big because you think of it this way. Every person matters to God. Everyone matters to God. But it also has to be small because you matter. So our weekend experiences bring everybody in collectively together, but our small groups allow us to meet in in groups of 10 to 12, sometimes smaller than that, to be able to have that community and to be able to be connected with somebody. We would love for you not only to attend on a weekend, but we would love for you to join a small group. That's how we're able to find freedom no God, find freedom, and the third step is discover our purpose. Are you with me still? We're just breaking this down. Discover purpose. Remember the third step that He has for your life, and the spe- is to find that specific plan for you. We have some extraordinary, talented people here, but it's about. Maybe that gift and that talent that has been inside you that has been dormant and about letting it resurface. One of my good friends who is in Bakersfield, California and runs a youth group there said we have this one young lady in our church and she does not, she cannot talk in front of people. She becomes extremely anxious and nervous, but she, is ex- she does extremely well behind a computer and does well with her words. And she's always writing to companies that are able to donate money to be able to help the church's purpose. So, yes, maybe you can't do this, but you can do that. And we're about to launch some incredible new teams uh, from parking to campus support that you can plug into events and to outreach. We have an incredible kids, youth. We're going to launch a young adults ministry. All these types of opportunities for you to get involved and to be able to fulfill the purpose that God has called you to be. Because can I tell you, whatever you do on Monday through Saturday cannot give you the fulfillment of serving God and serving his people. We were created, we were not created to earn a paycheck. We were created to know God, to find freedom, to discover our purpose, and to make a difference. That when this life is over, can I just can I get excited for a little bit? That when this life is over, that they could say, Maggie really made a difference. That she really made a difference. I heard one person say, the two greatest days of your life. I'm drawing to a close, were the days that you were born and the reason why you were born. So in other words, the day you were born and the day you discovered why you were born. What am I here on earth for? I believe that. But sadly, a lot of people never discover that. So they'll go through life looking for satisfaction in things and habits. And vices because they're looking for something to fill the void. Jesus is the only one that can fill that void. And once we know Him, our hearts are enlightened, we find our purpose. We find our purpose. One study says that 87% of Christians go through life and never discover their unique contribution to their local church. I want to be in the 13%, don't you? I want to be in the 13%. I don't want, that is alarming. You know, the Bible describes in one place. It's actually in 1 Corinthians that we are the body of Christ. And each of us are described as a body part so that we all have a different function. And that we can connect together and do something as a connected body. That needs to happen at Impact City Church. But can you imagine of 80, if 80, eighty seven percent of your body didn 't know what to do we wouldn 't function very well if eighty seven if my hands didn 't know what to do and if my feet didn 't know what to do i wouldn 't function very well if eighty seven percent of me was didn 't know its purpose perhaps the church doesn 't function many times like the Church should because we have not helped people discover their unique contribution and their purpose. Psalms one thirty nine says this that all the days ordained for you are written in God's book before one of them came to be. That means that God knows your beginning to the end, and He knows everything about you, and He knows everything about me. That He, we know that He has a purpose and that He has a plan for our life. And you're asking me today, yeah, John, but how do I discover that? Well. Guess what? You're in the middle of it right now. We're in the middle of it right now. In fact, the real purpose of this right here is to help you realize your unique design uh, that we're going to dive into some more next Sunday. We, we say it this way. You desi- uh, your design will reveal your destiny. Your design will reveal your destiny. And one of the things we want to do together is we want to help you discover your unique purpose. Your unique personality the things that only you can do that you, and to know that you're going to enjoy it so much that once you know the body part and you are connected you know where to connect then together we can do this step together in this spiritual journey are you getting this with me this morning amen so no god Primarily through our weekend services. We find freedom. That's why we have groups. We discover the purpose. That's what our growth track will be about. That's why I told you that this series will become, will uh, transition to become our growth track from here on out. You want to invite your friends. You want to invite your family to join us so that we can find our ultimate purpose, which is the glorious inheritance that we're called to make a difference. You're called to make a difference. We're called to be the salt and light to a broken world. We're called to help people. In fact, they say this, the happiest people alive are the people who are living their life in such a way that they are living transcendently, a transcendent life. What does that mean, a life that goes beyond ourselves? In fact, secular sociologists have proven that the happiest people alive are not the ones that have less problems. No, they're the ones that have their purpose lined out and they know this is what I was called to do. I was called to serve on our kids' ministry, and that while I'm I'm holding that baby in the nursery, I'm praying God's goodness over them. And, and I'm, I'm sowing a seed that, that even when they grow up, the Bible says instruct the child in the way that they should go, that even when they grow old, they will not depart from it. That God's word never returns that, that you would know that somebody's praying over your baby because they found their purpose, that you would know that somebody is guarding. In the doors to make sure that you have a safe and enjoyable experience because they found their purpose that that you have people up here that that play musical instruments and that are be able to usher us into the presence of the Lord because they found their purpose in life it's about connecting Jesus said it this way in John 15 This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, that you show yourself to be my disciples. So how do we become his disciples? We're able to bear fruit. Is our life fruit bearing? Is our life fruit bearing? To know that it glorifies God and that it actually proves who real Christians are according to Jesus. That we're able to be his disciples because we're bearing fruit. But he finishes... That phrase by saying, he didn't say so that the poor could have food or so that the lonely could have a friend or that the hurting could have a prayer. We do all of that. He said, but I've told you this, watch this, so that my joy may be in you. That when we are his disciples, that when we bear fruit, that is when there is joy inside of you. And that joy may be made complete. You know what that means? That means that whenever we serve and that when we help others, it probably helps them just as much. It probably helps them as it helps you just as much. Remember, that is the path of life that produces joy. And, And we say, how do we do that here at Impact City Church? Well, I'm so excited to announce that. Beginning next year, our serve team will no longer be our serve team. But it's going to be called the dream team. Because you get to live out your dream. You get to live out your purpose. You get to do what brings you joy. That when we are here and we're serving and that we're bearing fruit. it's It's going to bring a satisfaction that nothing else in this world can bring. Whether it be helping us park cars. Minister to kids in the children's church or hold a baby in the nursery, as I've mentioned. Lead a small group or on a camera or on a guitar. These people have found their personalities, uh, their, their unique personalities, and aligned it with their purpose. And when they do their part and, and everyone comes together, joined with the rest of, of the, the, the church here at Impact City, we are on a team that is making a difference. Doesn't that sound awesome? That's a plan of God for our lives. It's a plan of God for your life. So basically to today, my invitation to you is this. With the worship team, me? We would love for you to jump into the process. We would love for you to be part of our weekend services. We would love for you to get into a small group. We would love for you to finish our growth track. If you come next Sunday, you've completed it. And ultimately, we would love for you to be on the dream team. in something that you love... And that you were created to do so that together we can make a difference. And that right there is what it means to be a member of Impact City Church. So I want to invite you to be a member. I want to invite you to be a member and I want to tell you what that really means in a more logistical way. And if you'll just allow me a few more minutes, I'm going to break this down just so you can understand our church. I want to answer two of the most common questions that when people ask, well, if I join, what is this and what is that? Or when people say, I think I'm ready to be a member here at Impact City. They always ask leadership questions. How's the leadership structure? And they always ask financial questions. So I wanna tell you just briefly, our church government is very intentional. I think as a member of our church, you need to know how we are structured as far as leadership goes. Our church government is made up of three groups of leadership. We are governed and guided by pastoral leadership. As a pastor of Impact City Church, I have the honor of serving you, and I am responsible for the development of the spiritual life of our church. To be able to ensure that what I am preaching to you is biblically sound, teaching you and guiding you in the way that the Bible outlines. It's my job to help you find your path and to be able to plug you in and connect you so that you could grow, so that you could flourish. I want that for your life. Do you want that for your life today? Amen. We are protected by a board of trustees. This group is made up of members of our congregation that provide counsel to me. They oversee the finances and assist in the direction of provision of our church and our facilities. And then we are strengthened by overseers. There's two men that are our overseers that are both in pastoral roles. They're very respected in their ministries and they love Impact City and they're willing to pour into us. They really are mentors to me who I can seek out at any time and know that they will provide godly advice to me. They, these men have come to speak at our church. They will come, continue coming to speak. You'll know them and they're always available to serve. So the way I like to say it is this, we are guided by pastoral leadership, we are protected by our trustees and we are strengthened by our overseers. And the last thing that I wanna talk to you and tell you is, it means to be a member and, and kind of close this out for today but i want to answer a few questions about finances i have never talked about finances since i took over in february and i'm sorry for that because the truth is that when i mention the opportunity of us giving it doesn't help god he owns a cattle of a thousand hills the opportunity for us to give really blesses us i'm able to tap into blessings when i give to god it's not about saying god you need my money my money god doesn't need my money it's about a form of worship and saying god like david said from what i have received from your hand that everything that i have is yours so i just give to you because i'm grateful because if it weren't for you i wouldn't have what i have today if it weren't for you i wouldn't have the strength and the ability to use my skills my mind in a job and a career i wouldn't have what i have if you hadn't done what you did in my life he is our provider he's our provider we don't pass the plate we've said this before we have some giving boxes and impact city we try we try very hard to be generous But we, And we believe that people give to God through the church and not to the church. We believe that you're able to give to God through the church. So what does that mean? We really believe that the giving of tithes and offering is a worship to the Lord. It's a worship to the Lord. And it is an expression of the, of the relationship that we have between the individual giver between me as an individual giver and the Lord. In other words, it's not a business transaction, but it's a form of worship. It is a form of worship because we give what is on our heart to give and we give from what God has given us. You're never gonna get a mailed box of envelopes from us stating that you need to give this. No, that's not just gonna happen here because funds to us are not income their worship and until we get that we'll always be stagnant we we cannot consider it I can't say this enough as a business transaction but it is an expression of my gratitude to the God who opened the doors in the first place so if you become a member today we would love for you to participate with us in these giving three ways the Bible says this in Proverbs Chapter 3, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over the new wine. If we give to God first, look what it says. Your barns will be filled to overflowing. You'll have. And then Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Can I tell you that God can do more for us with 90% than we can do for ourselves with 100%? Can I, I'm going to say that one more time. God can do more for you with 90% than what you can do for yourself. In all our wisdom, with 100%. The tithe or first fruits of our labor income belong to God. It's a principle in his word that tithing, giving God the first 10% of our income to the church, to our local church is the primary practical way that we acknowledge that God is first. I, I know that some of us go on a freezing spend that we will not give it, we would outspend anything until my tithes are, are assigned to God because it is what the Bible calls for me. We give through offerings that's going over and above the tithe. The Bible says, by giving generously, we're able to take hold of the life that is truly life that's in first Timothy chapter six. and the last thing is the gift of giving because it is a spiritual gift that God gives to some people as identified in Romans chapter 8 is the spirit to give beyond the capacity and desire to serve God beyond and and far beyond that to further the work of the Lord. And those who want to use their gift to help accelerate the vision of Impact City are going to be able to serve on a new team that we are calling the Legacy Team. It's about planting and sowing and leaving a legacy that is going to be blessed. So I'm going to close this out by personally inviting you to become a member of Impact City Church. In the the back of each row, you'll have... Step one of the growth track that looks just like this. On the back there's some personal information that is asked of you. I promise you this information is never provided out to anybody. We don't use cookies. We would love for you. So you're asking, so if I'm a member, what am I gonna do? We'd love for you to know God join as many church services as you can i'm talking about sundays first wednesdays our conferences we're encouraging you to invite family your friends and let's see what god is going to do in our lives as i mentioned we'll have we invite you to bring somebody that's never been to church bring an unchurched friend have them sitting next to you and just Let them experience what God has for them. We would encourage you to pray for the growth and the health of our church. We would encourage you to warmly welcome those who attend. It's, welcoming people to church is not just if you're a greeter, it's about all of us. It's about all of us greeting that this is, know that this is our house, this is your house. And that when we see someone, you were to welcome them, welcome them to the family. And of course, to continue to support your local church, through giving. Find freedom. Join a group. Let's find freedom together. Make a difference. Discover our purpose. We're gonna cover that in detail next Sunday and then you get to make a difference. Get on the dream team. So let me close with this thought. How would you know if this is the church for you? And how would you know if God could really do all these great things in your life? These four things. Well, you can really only know by one way, by trying it out. Not just try it out, but go all in and say, you know what, what do I have to lose? My life's not going to be any worse. I have nothing to lose, but I have everything to gain by just going all in. So this is what I want to tell you. Give us a year. Give us one year of your life. And I don't even think it's going to take that long. But if you give us one year of your life and say, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to know God. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to join a a group. I'm going to find my purpose and I'm going to make a difference. I can promise you by the end of that year, you'll be amazed of what God has done in your life, what God has done in your life. So in just a few moments, I'm going to ask you to fill this out as we close out today's service. I know this is a bit different than what we've done, but I wanted to take everyone through this as we are. Maybe you've gone through this under a different leadership, but this is step one, plug in, be a member. So even if you have been a member for years, I invite you to fill it. everyone, including myself, starting with myself, I'm gonna fill this out. The membership covenant is found in the YouVersion app, so you can look at that there. You will be amazed at what God does in your life. So I'm going to read the U version, the Covenant for you, real quick. At the tail end of it, it, so having received Christ as my Lord and Savior, and being in an agreement with the values and ideas presented in Step One of the Growth Track. I now feel led by the Holy Spirit to unite with the Impact City Church family in doing. So I make the following commitment to God and my fellow church members. Can I pause right, right quick and tell you, maybe this is your first time here, and you're like, this is different. Yeah, it is. Um, I invite you to fill out a connect card. So what, what do you do as a member? I will protect the unity of my church by acting in love towards other members. I refuse to gossip. Follow the leaders and their scriptures there that are provided. I will share the responsibility of my church by you have, you have stake. You're you're involved in this. This is, you're invested in this. You're praying for its growth and its health. You invite the young church to attend and you warmly welcome those who visit. You'll serve the ministry of my church by discovering my gifts and talents, using my God-given gifts to make a difference in the lives of others, developing a servant's heart, and I will support the testimony of my church by attending a, a church and small groups, living a godly life, and giving regularly. But maybe in this place, I know that some of you are already filling this out. There's more than one step. It's not just becoming a member. Maybe you've been here three or four Sundays and you have some more questions. I'd love to answer those for you. But I invite you, right now take some time to fill that out, but as you're doing that, more importantly than that is, maybe you don't know Jesus as your savior. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your savior, and, and if that is you, I wanna pray a prayer together with you today. So I wanna invite you, just pause for a moment, close your eyes, and if today you say, Jesus, I want to find my purpose in you. The first step is to know him. You know him first by giving your life to him and saying, I want to live for you. I give you my heart. I've tried to do life on my own. I've tried to work things out on my own and I've never been able to do it. I'm frustrated. So right now, You can open your heart and let Jesus in. It's the first. On this first Sunday of December, I want everybody at the sound of my voice just to pray with me because we're going to pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. When I felt no one loved me, I received this gift come into my heart. Let me know you. Let me find freedom. Let me discover my purpose, and let me make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we are so excited for what God has in store for you. So as we close out this service, I know we're closing it out in a different way, but I want you to just take some time and fill this out. I wanna invite you next Sunday, I told you, we're gonna have a dream team party where you're going to get to see what it is all about. We're gonna have lunch provided for you. You don't have to leave and go worry about that. You don't have to worry about anything. So come and find out, just give us a chance. I'm telling you, just give us one year of your life. If If you haven't been a member, Give us one year of your life, and we know that God is going to do great things through you. Through you, and your life will never be the same again. So please fill this out. I'm going to pray, and we're going to close out service today. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are the God that gives us vision. You're the God that provides. You're the God that gives us direction. You're the God that gives us All that we need right now, God, for someone that came today and said, what is this about? Someone that didn't know quite yet what you have in store for them. God, let let our hearts be enlightened. Let our hearts be changed. Let our lives be changed through you. God, there is nothing impossible for you. God, I ask you for everyone that has a need here today, that you would show yourself strong. That you would do what only you can do that you would provide, that you would open doors. God, I thank you for being a God that is ever available to us, that changes us and transforms us. God, we love you today and we're just thankful for who you are to us. We thank you for purpose. We thank you that we know that we're not just existing, we know that we are living an abundant life in you. And that because of you, all things can change. That because of knowing you, my marriage can be restored. My, my relationship with my children that is ostracized can be mended. I thank you that there is nothing too difficult. There is no area that you will not go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.